I'm JJ Green, and this is a Target USA Extra. North Korea, by launching a short-range ballistic missile and other projectiles over the weekend, made a tragic and foolhardy mistake. The words of Joe Detrani, former U.S. Special Envoy for the six-party talks with North Korea, a man who sat across the table from North Korea and negotiated. Here's our conversation. Well, JJ, the objective, at least for me, it's clear they wanted our attention. When North Korea is unhappy, North Korea will escalate. And in the past, when they escalated, we found a way to compromise and show we were amenable to uh, uh, renegotiating issues. So I think their escalation by having this, or at least a few, now this is a short-range ballistic missile, but there were a few other projectiles. They may have been anti-aircraft, anti-tank. But this, again, observed by Kim Jong-un, very significant, and a lot of publicity in North Korea and in the foreign press. It's North Korea's message mainly to the United States and South Korea that Kim Jong-un and the leadership in North Korea is not happy, certainly with the Hanoi negotiations, and not happy with the uh, position the U.S. has taken. And what are the risks there of launching these projectiles and uh, at least, I guess, one ballistic missile? Well, I think the, uh, the issue for North Korea is I think they've been conditioned to believe there's really no significant consequences for them. In the past, they've indeed have not been consequences. They've launched short-range ballistic missiles even before we would get into negotiations during the six-party talk process, which seemed a bit strange. Before a plenary session, they would launch a, a short-range ballistic missile. That was to get us focused on the fact that North Korea uh, has capabilities and they could they could enhance those capabilities. So I don't think they see a risk per se, but indeed there is a risk because they may reach a point where people, uh, in this case the United States and South Korea, will say, uh, "This is this goes beyond the pale." This is a bit. This is intimidating, and we're not going to accept it. So unless uh, North Korea comes back to the table and indicates they're willing to talk, let's in this case about complete verifiable denuclearization, we're not going to be reaching out to them. So there is a risk for North Korea, but they've not experienced that in the past. And speaking more specifically about risk, security, the accuracy of these missiles, or the the possibility of failure of these projectiles and the possibility they impact human life is of great concern, right? I think you put your finger right on it, JJ. We're talking about projectiles. We're also talking about a short-range short ballistic missile that has a reach, and that can be up to 300 miles, that could cover most, certainly all of Seoul. And that includes our 28,500 troops that are stationed there and U.S. persons who are living in the Seoul uh capital city, including obviously the South Korean nationals who are living there. So yes, these projectiles, and, and certainly this one short-range ballistic missile, has a capability of causing great harm to those people living in the Seoul environment. Where does their nuclear program, the development of their nuclear weapons, stand right now? Well, you know, JJ, they, uh, in, after 2017, after their thermonuclear uh, test, and I think all of the sense was, it, it, indeed, it was a, a thermonuclear test. Uh, they've had six successful, certainly the last few were successful nuclear tests. 
The sense is that they could have up between 20 and 40 to 60 nuclear weapons. I think the assessment is that they've not only weaponized, but they've miniaturized, and they're capable of mating them to missile delivery systems. And that was the concern when they launched an intercontinental ballistic missile, the Hwasong-15, in November of 2017. That was a missile that could touch the whole of the United States. So if they could mate a, a, a nuclear warhead to an ICBM capable of reaching the U.S., you can understand why President Donald Trump and, and, and the whole of the United States, and indeed our allies, were very concerned that they've extended their existential threat now to the United States. And what does the United States do in this particular situation where the president is saying he and he is with Kim? I'm not sure what that I'm not sure what that means. But what does the U.S. do now that North Korea has done this? And the president seems to still be interested in trying to make a deal with North Korea. J.J., I personally think the, the, the president is correct in this regard. I think what the president is saying, or at least uh, implying, is that the launch of these projectiles in this one short-range ballistic missile will not change the U.S. position. We will continue with the U.N.-imposed sanctions and our own sanctions. We will continue to adhere to the agreement we had in Singapore of 12 June. 2018. And we will therefore expect North Korea to, to pr propose, uh, if you will, a roadmap that lends itself to complete verifiable denuclearization. So I guess what, what I'm hearing from the uh, present administration is that we will not ignore, we're taking into account what they did. This is an element of escalation. But we will not cause this element of escalation, attempted intimidation, to change our policy, and to get us to move in a different direction so as to be somewhat conciliatory to North Korea. I think this is the right approach. As I mentioned before, in the past, there was a sense that we would have to accommodate North Korea in some way when they did escalate. This is not happening this time. I gathered from reading something that you wrote within the last few days uh, that you weren't very impressed with North Korea deciding to make these launches, to do these launches. Can you explain what you were thinking? I, I thought, and I still think, by doing these launches, projectiles and now a short-range ballistic missile, I, I personally thought this was beyond the pale. It was an insult to the United States and to President Donald Trump. The first time a sitting president has met with the leader of North Korea, two summits, and a willingness to continue the process, we get North Korea going back to its old playbook of when they're unhappy doing something of an escalatory nature, in this case, launching uh, projectiles, missiles. And also, I might add, criticizing our secretary of state, saying he should not be the lead negotiator, our national security advisor, John Bolton. Uh, criticizing him uh, and putting a market down for the U.S. to say by 20, the end of 2019, the U.S. has that amount of time to change its views. To me, that's very insulting. Uh, and I, I just thought uh, North Korea would behave in a different manner 
now that President Donald Trump has reached out to Kim Jong-un in, in such a significant way. But apparently the, the playbook that they've used in the past is the playbook they're using now. Safe to say that that was a mistake by North Korea to do that? My personal view, I think it was a terrible mistake. I think it, I think, uh, it, it would, it's a message to the American people, and I believe to our leadership, that says we were hoping North Korea was pursuing a different approach, a different taking a different tack. And hopefully Kim Jong-un is still committed to complete verifiable denuclearization in return for security assurances, economic development assistance. But going back with escalation when you're not happy and, and threats and, and being critical of, the, uh, of our senior negotiators, to me, that was uh, bad behavior. And I was surprised with that. Anything you want to add? I think North Korea, in my view, North Korea has to take the action, not the U.S. By telling the U.S. you have until the end of 2019 to change your tack, take a different view. I think that's foolhardy. I think the ball is certainly in North Korea's court. They have to show a willingness to do a major thing they did not do in Hanoi, which is a willingness to talk about complete verifiable denuclearization. Because the U.S. has shown a willingness to talk about eventual normalization of relations, eventually a declaration ending the Korean War, eventually a peace treaty for the uh, whole of the Korean Peninsula, economic development assistance. I would think now North Korea has to address one of the four points made in the Hanoi, uh, strike that, in the Singapore joint statement of 12 June 2018, which is complete denuclearization. That is Ambassador Joe Detrani, former director of the National Counterproliferation Center and former special envoy for the six-party talks with North Korea. Ambassador, thank you for your time. Thank you, JJ. Good luck to you. I'm JJ Green, and this is a Target USA Extra.